All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownston Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on artificial intelligence. The ability of a computer or other machines to perform those activities that are normally thought to require intelligence. The power of a machine to copy intelligent human behavior. And this topic connects to so many of the recent topics that we just spoke on and we're going to do a deep dive into how everything connects how artificial intelligence connects to transhumanism and how artificial intelligence was simple predictive programming in order for us to accept transhumanism and when you understand transhumanism and you understand those who support transhumanism those who who financially support it those who openly talk about it, those who research it, you understand that it all ties to eugenics. The desirable versus the undesirable. You see, we've been brainwashed into believing that we as men and women are severely flawed to the point where the creator made so many mistakes making us. You know, we we can't live here on this earth without their vaccines, right? without their antibiotics, without their medications. We, you know, we, we're not smart enough to educate ourselves and give ourselves real actual skills. You know, how to plant food, how to identify plants and, and animals, how to tell if the soil is healthy, how to create a well, how to build a house, how to work on things that are meaningful. No, we, we, we don't think we're smart enough for it. We don't believe that we can live in this earth without money, so we need their financial systems. Instead of a community setting where each person takes care of each other and money's not involved and we just barter our skills, we have to turn towards their money, which traps us in the rat race. You know, we believe so highly in their, in their government that the government can basically give us anything and we'll run with it. We believe that the government is the ones to protect us, the ones to tuck us in at night, the one to read the, the bedtime stories to us. We believe so much in healthcare to save us when all it's doing is treating us and giving us and hiding the symptoms, never curing anything, just treating us and keeping us in a continuous carousel of sickness, a ride in which it's near impossible to get off. You see, they give us the religious systems to keep our minds and souls entrapped and brainwashed and focused on stories, focused on fairy tales for adults. And some may ask, how does how do all these systems connect to artificial intelligence? You gotta understand that Without indoctrination, 
of the masses, it would be next to impossible to push any narrative on the masses because we would be using our common sense and our discernment. If we were truly free, we would be free of the system. This evil, tyrannical, wicked, draconian system. We wouldn't even be focused on what they show to us, but when you're trapped in the system, it's easy for them to give you predictive programming. It's easy for them to tell you, you know, your body is flawed. Your mind is flawed. Your soul is flawed. Let us take care of it. Let us introduce artificial intelligence. Let us merge man with the machine. And that's that's where we're at right now. And like I've said, they always present things to you in a benevolent way. Like it's a good thing. You know, that first they give you an idol to worship. So that's why when I speak of these faces, you got to understand that these are puppets. That they're just they're just bloodlines and they're doing their job. So when they give you an Elon Musk who pushes transhumanism and artificial intelligence, people jump on board. People are like, oh, the dude made Tesla. So cool. This electric car. When they don't even realize how flawed a Tesla is. When they don't realize that a Tesla is controlled by a computer. So if that car doesn't want you going somewhere, that car can stop. That car can be programmed. People don't understand that if you run out of power and you don't have a way to charge your car, what, what's going to happen? You're stuck. All in the lie, all behind the guise of climate change and saving the climate. It's, it's all a lie. That's why they gave you an Elon Musk. That's why they gave you Tesla so that you could be like, oh, this guy just came out of nowhere. Hardworking guy, you know, you know, did everything that he needed to do. He works 80 hour, 80 hour weeks, barely sleeps because he's working towards his dreams. Oh, this guy was broke and he still went into debt for his company. Like all these little, all these little heroic stories, right? To make you believe that some normal guy came off the street and created Tesla. So once you've accepted this character, once this character becomes a billionaire, like of course the character can go on TV and tell you about artificial intelligence and tell you about putting USB ports in the brains of people can tell you about transhumanism and openly say of how man will merge with machine and of course it's always under the guise of health oh we're going to improve the quality of life you know people might be able to surpass death right immortality is what they're pushing so of course you 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 buy into it because they've already gotten you with tesla they've already gotten you with the fact that he's a billionaire they already got you with the fact that he's dating a so-called musician you see how easy it is for them to get you because of your own idolatry. When if you took a step back, you could take a look and say, wait a minute, artificial intelligence is pretty evil. Transhumanism is pretty evil. Eugenics is evil. All of these are all evil. How do, why are these people pushing it on us? So hard too. Same thing with Jeff Bezos. They give you a Jeff Bezos. What is he promoting? Space. Promoting a huge company like Amazon that is now using basically robots to be so-called more productive, right? So those same robots are going to replace who? You, the workers. So when your jobs are replaced, then what are you going to do? When they've already outsourced most jobs to overseas, if you live here in the United States, they always tell you out in the open that we basically don't 
create or manufacture anything. We get it from overseas. We use their their workers, not ours. So what do you think is going to happen when Amazon starts pushing even harder on the artificial intelligence? When they start pushing harder, even harder on the space, they're going to start telling you they've already been using the climate change to back all of these agendas. You see, people don't understand that these are all agendas. Same thing with COVID-19. It all ties into artificial intelligence, transhumanism, eugenics, you name it. It's all tied together. It's all a part of multiple psychological operations that when you look behind the veil, you start to see what's going on. So, of course, they're going to sell you space. Of course, they're going to say this planet, you know, no longer can inhabit. There's too many people. Therefore, that's why they can give you vaccines. That's why they can give you mRNA, artificial intelligence, nanorobots, nanocrystals that go in there and change your molecular DNA. I mean, think about how messed up that is, people. And people say they're going to trust the science, not even knowing what the science is, not even knowing the people behind the so-called science. You're going to go trust the Bill Gates, whose father was tied to eugenics? When eugenics basically comes down to who's desirable and who's undesirable. Do you really think that that's a righteous thing? Do you really think that somebody you know should be able to tell you how many children you have that you should have and tell you that, tell you whether you're a desirable or undesirable based upon the attributes they deem that you're worthy of having? I mean, this is the world we live in, and these are the these are the so-called leaders people are following. And then they have the audacity to question somebody like me who's like, hold on a second. This is kind of crazy, people. Somebody like me who actually looks into things and actually wants to connect the dots to help you. But no, I, I'm the crazy one because I would question artificial intelligence. Oh, bro, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make your life better. Come on, don't you want it to be more convenient? No. With convenience, with more convenience comes more tyranny. You kidding me? The more and more we give our power away, the more and more we become lazy, the more and more we're controlled. Don't these people see that? All they have to do is turn off the lights this dark winter. All they have to do is tell you, oh my God, the supply chain crashed. You know, the food shortages are here. You know, we can't get food off of the, off off onto the docks. Oh no, the the housing market crashed. All these houses are going into foreclosure. The banks are, are are buying them back from the people. Oh my gosh, the dollar crashed. So what are people going to do? These are the same people who feed you, who clothe you, who so-called protect you, and then on top of that, they tax you. You're paying for your own demise. And people have the audacity to question somebody like somebody like myself because at this point Everything that we're pointing out, it's not just me. It's people who, the people who I share, the people who create videos that I share, the articles that I find. I'm not, I'm like one of several thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, if not more, because they try to make it seem like there's not many people out there who think for themselves. And that's not the case, people. Don't for a second let the media and the propaganda make you feel like you're alone because that's not the case. There's many of us out here. It may not be in your direct family or direct group of friends or your colleagues, but there's many of us out there. So we're, we're speaking out on all of this because we see where it's going. They don't want the creation of the Most High at all. They, they hate it. 
they hate the fact that we were born perfect into a perfect world. I mean, if you want to believe Christianity and all of these religions and believe that when you were born, you were automatically a sinner, but somebody died for your sins, yet you're still a sinner, all, you know, all these contradictions, feel free. Your same religion is the same one that's going to, it's going to feed you to the wolves because they are the wolves. Your same religion is going to be the one that's going to push for artificial intelligence. Remember what the Pope said about artificial intelligence? That we need to be more open-minded about it. That we that we shall not discriminate. Think about that. The same Pope who somehow didn't know about over 300,000 children being molested. The same Pope who says, oh, we're going to provide training and information to all the cardinals all the other priests the bishops who were molesting children you know because they didn't know any better so we need to actually give them the information so that they don't touch children in the future you see this is why i know people have gone mad and it's not even gone mad people have been mad they've been crazy because all of the stuff that i'm sharing i've had a basic knowledge of it for over 10 years now I've been known that the government was not something to trust. I didn't I didn't need to be taught that. <laughs> I mean, and I just that was something that the most I put on my spirit. I saw it with my own two eyes. You know, being raised and realizing how hard my parents had to work just to move me and my brother out of our old environment. And then looking around and still seeing people struggle, still seeing fa- certain family members who were a few hours away from a, a drive away, struggling, seeing other people who were rich, who seemingly didn't care about the other people struggling. So I saw it right away. I knew right away when I was younger that the system was messed up. So it's not like we just found out about this. We, we've been known about it because we've cared. We, we've been known about these criminals, these, these evil, tyrannical, wicked criminals. We've been known about them. So there's nothing new take a look at a few definitions of artificial intelligence the ability of a computer or other machine to perform those activities that are normally thought to require intelligence an area of computer science that deals with giving machines the ability to seem like they have human intelligence the power of a machine to copy intelligent human behavior and so like i said we've been predictive programmed through the movies i mean one of the biggest examples could be irobot I mean, that, that is a huge example. Minority Report is another one. Where it's a merge, emergence of, of man and machine. I mean, that's transhumanism. That's artificial intelligence. And let's take a look at the history of artificial intelligence. So we have a basic understanding. According to the sitn.hms.harvard.edu article entitled The History of Artificial Intelligence, written by Rockwell and published on August 8, 28, 2017. Can machines think? In the first half of the 20th century, science fiction familiarized the world with the concept of artificially, artificially intelligent robots. It began with the heartless Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz and continued with the humanoid robot that impersonated Maria in Metropolis. 
By the 1950s, we had a generation of scientists, mathematicians, and philosophers with the concept of artificial intelligence, or AI, culturally assimilated in their minds. One such person was Alan Turing, a young British polymath who explored the mathematical possibility of artificial intelligence. Turing suggested that humans are use available information as well as reason in order to solve problems and make decisions. So why can't machines do the same thing? This was the logical framework of his 1950 paper, Computing Machinery and Intelligence, in which he discussed how to build intelligent machines and how to test their intelligence. So like I said, this, this started early. This isn't something new. Making the pursuit possible. Unfortunately, talk is cheap. What stopped Turing from getting to work right then and there? First, computers needed to fundamentally change. Before 1949, computers lacked the key prerequisites for intelligence. They couldn't store commands, only execute them. In other words, computers could be told what to do, but couldn't remember what they did. Second, computing was extremely expensive. In the early 1950s, the cost of leasing a computer ran up to 200000 a month. Only prestigious universities and big technology companies would afford to dilly-dally in these uncharted waters. A proof of concept as well as advocacy from high-profile people were needed to persuade funding sources that machine intelligence was worth pursuing. the conference that started it all. Five years later, the proof of concept was initialized through Alan Newell, Cliff Shaw, and Herbert Simon's logic theorist. The logic theorist was a program designed to mimic the problem-solving skills of a human and was funded by Research and Development, R-A-N-D Corporation. It's considered by many to be the first artificial intelligence program and was presented at the Dartmouth Summer Research Project on Artificial Intelligence, hosted by John McCarthy and Marvin Minsky in 1956. In this historic conference, McCarthy, imagining a great collaborative effort, brought together top researchers from various fields for an open-ended discussion on artificial intelligence the term which he coined at the very event. Sadly, the conference fell short of McCarthy's expectations. People came and went as they pleased, and there was failure to agree on standard methods for the field. Despite this, everyone wholeheartedly aligned with the sentiment that AI was achievable. The significance of this event cannot be undermined as it catalyzed the next 20 years of AI research. Artificial intelligence is everywhere. We now live in the age of big data, an age in which we have the capacity to collect huge sums of information too cumbersome for a person to process. The application of artificial intelligence in this regard has already been quite fruitful in several industri industries such as technology, banking, marketing, and entertainment. We've seen that even if algorithms don't improve much, Big data and massive computer computing simply allow artificial intelligence to learn through brute force. There may be evidence that Moore's law is slowing down a tad, but the increase in data certainly hasn't lost any momentum. 
breakthroughs in computer science, mathematics, or neuroscience all serve as potential outs through the ceiling of Moore's Law. The future. So what is in store for the future? In the immediate future, AI language is looking like the next big thing. In fact, it's already underway. I can't remember the last time I called a company and directly spoke with a human. These days, machines are even calling me. One could imagine interacting with an expert system in a fluid conversation or having a conversation in two different languages being translated in real time. We can also expect to see driverless cars on the road in the next 20 years. And that is conservative. I mean, they've already been talking about that. I don't know when this article came out. I couldn't find the date for it, but they've already been talking about that with Tesla. In the long term, the goal is general intelligence. That is a machine that suppresses human cognitive abilities in all tasks. So essentially, they just want something to outdo the creation of the Most High. They say, hey, see, see, you know, you're not perfect, actually. You see, you can't do all these a million different tasks all at once. This is along the lines of the sentiment, sentient robot we are used to seeing in movies. To me, it seems inconceivable that, that this world, this, this would be accomplished in the next 50 years, even if the capacity is there. The ethical questions would serve as a strong barrier against fruitation. And that's the funny thing. It's like, you notice how anytime there's always some kind of drama about things, they always pretend like there's like, a, there's like an uproar. And they're like, oh, people are, you know, discussing the matter. And then all of a sudden it goes through. It's funny because they never discuss it with the general public. You notice that? They never ask you your opinion. Whenever you've ever been asked in a poll. And people will be like, oh, well, there's too many people to ask. Well, how is it that they can go get the census every year? That they can send you letters and knock on your door and come repeatedly knocking on your door trying to get your census information. But you're telling me that they can't ask you your opinion on you know, artificial intelligence or laws that are going to be pushed through. There's there's no such thing as them having to make a decision or an uproar. They just say that because they know that there is going to be an uproar and they pretend like they're doing it for benevolent reasons. You got to think deeper. And let's take a look into what artificial intelligence is doing to our everyday lives and how it's creating division between men and women, because a lot of people may not understand the deeper aspects to artificial intelligence. We're going to listen to an audio segment from the Subtle Infinity video entitled AI and dissension, the Mandela Effect, published on November 4th, 2015. Aloha. <clears throat> uh, today I wanted to share something that uh, is new to me, uh, but apparently this came out, as far as talking about it, came out in 2005 can't remember the lady, the lady's name, uh, but there's a lot of information if you go on YouTube or, or Google or whatever you use as your information uh, check sites. But uh, the Mandela effect, 
uh, how I see it in a sense is relating directly to the mindset that is happening with the Google and the Yahoo mind. So there's like, <clears throat> when the internet came out, uh, the internet was just the internet. And then when Google came out, that created a different version of our uh, informational down, like created a different relationship between humans and computers to where there was a dependency program that got involved and uh, a, a reality creating um, system that got involved with how we observe our reality and how we uh, uh, catalog and perceive our reality. And how I was uh, seeing this is that a lot of people in the New Age community or, or uh, even outside the New Age community can understand uh, like uh, the ascension process or what ascension might be um, for people who can understand like ascended masters or people who... Um, any anything kind of like with ascension, people have heard of ascension before, but not many people um, talk about descension. And uh, I was talking about this with a friend of mine yesterday, which is kind of talking about like ascension, ascension, oh ascension, this, and like for the individual and the group of individuals um, moving from one reality to the next, from one ocean to the next. Um, and in relation to life and death and what this, <clears throat> what that whole means to die uh, and really just go into another doorway. It just says so life is going into a doorway, death is going into a doorway. Uh, the dramatization of the two is um, our choice. And our choices are being usurped uh, by... Uh, technology and websites, specifically like Yahoo, just like information for Yahoo that is telling you right in the name. Like Yahoo is for Yahoo information. The Google sounds confusing. So Google is really <clears throat> when Google gets calibrated or coded, um, the intelligence behind it is not for your benefit because if it were then all the information that is streaming through facebook would be calibrated for human nature and <clears throat> using facebook as an example facebook is aware through with their algorithms with their with their um observation platform they are aware of the 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 darkest of the dark bogus information streams that are getting pumped out to the mainstream and they are aware of all the disinformation and they are aware of the information that is pertaining to actual events that could help the expanding of consciousness on this planet yet um, the algorithms that are within Facebook are designed to really just sell you stuff, keep you bombarded in a busy state of mind, um, just like Yahoo's homepage, just like uh, the Google platform. 
Uh, it's not an open, free, it's like an illusion of freedom, an illusion of intellectual intelligence. <clears throat> and the Mandela effect is the intelligence behind this that goes back years <coughs> to uh, like send a subtle sort of manipulative um what's the word it's their subtle changes in your memory banks and for example like the berenstein bears is now pronounced or spelled as the berenstain bears <clears throat> you see this and a lot of people or old schools remember berenstein the, why it's called the Mandela effect is because there's the the idea of Mandela dying twice or dying uh, a group of people uh, believing that Mandela died in prison and uh, not really knowing what happened. Uh, Snow White right here is uh, instead of mirror mirror on the wall, like the new the new consciousness is magic mirror on the wall. So all these little things that are being changed are creating separation gaps in our mindset. And what it's really doing is uh, creating a, a belief system that is based upon, it's separating either your memory, your trust in your own memory, and um, kind of like taking your trust and putting it into like the Google. Google machine. <clears throat> so uh, like when people, people are really like substituting their mind, their brains for um, the, like the Google mind or the Siri mind, as soon as something comes up, instead of use, utilizing our own memory banks, our own knowledge, our own um, recall, we jump straight into a search engine and look for our answers from uh, an intelligence we call uh, Google and the internet when in fact this is an artificial intelligence and when you mess with artificial intelligence you try to mend that in with organic intelligence um, things start to uh, get a little shaky and another one is the sex in the city and sex and the city Everybody remembers sex in the city being on every billboard and commercials, but now all of a sudden, and these are on DVDs, like people are buying DVDs and have DVDs that say sex and the city. They're buying books to say Baron Stain Bears. They're buying um, Snow White that has a magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all, or of all, I guess, uh, even the, okay, so this goes back into like the maps and how we've avert. Uh, there was a, a video I was seeing where a guy was looking at it, say, like the Atlas books, the the new books, um, explaining uh, what our world looks like. Our uh, the globes are saying that the Arctic area has no land masses. There's no like uh, um, uh, there's no land up there <clears throat> now. Back in the day, I remember. I remember there was 
land up there and there was just a bunch of ice, but there was definitely land. But now the consciousness is being explained that there is a, there's no land there. It's just like ice that floats around. This, this uh, goes into um, the globe understanding of how the, uh, how the the countries are different sizes how greenland is like bigger than everything it's like a almost big it looks like it's bigger than africa or as big as africa parts of africa uh, greenland looks bigger than the united states the united states looks bigger than it is europe looks way bigger than it is um, all these are uh psychological implants to create a state of like a vibration um that adds to everything that we engage with, everything that we, uh, per every every way that we perceive our reality, <clears throat> and it affects how we make uh, decisions, and uh, and um, calculate, and how we um, uh, how the information that gets put in front of us, or how the information that we seek gets uh, put into our own library. So when you have um, people or intelligences that are uh, working behind the scenes from your main databank, so basically Google and Yahoo is now your hive mind, your brain mind. So if somebody is working in the infrastructure or an intelligence is working in the infrastructure of that hive mind and they can just change the coding over time, they can really change your whole coding itself so this doesn't go just straight to your brain coding this goes from your brain coding into your into your blood coding so it's basically instead of getting information from um, schools of thought that ascend you or give you a, a sense of <clears throat> tapping into a higher consciousness or a higher frame of thought that allows you to become lighter in your existence, that allows you to observe your reality from a different perspective and be able to um, transcend uh, the, the heavier densities, uh, then you can understand that there are things out there just like Fox News and the mainstream media that are designed to, in a sense, descend <clears throat> your reality. <clears throat> descend your uh, perspectives by uh, uh, creating gaps, by creating confusion. And now it's moving into literally adjusting the way um, you perceive your reality, the way your memory banks are, are uh, uh, pulling stuff out of your reality and changing it to create that instability. So you will, in a sense, go back into the Google and the Yahoo to make sure whatever it is, and over time, say like four or five years from now, or even closer than that, um, <clears throat> this um, frame of thought will be the frame of thought or the, the new information stream will, this is how it is. So, um, the main thing is, is it creates instabilities and gaps within your own brain. And then that creates instability and gaps within people. So if somebody remembers it this way, uh, 
as Baron Steen and then somebody else remembers it as Baron Stain and they take it all the way to the to the umpteenth degree of oh no it's this way and this way they have created a space where people will fight and go to war with each other over basically uh, an illusion just like regular war is today so these are the the, the Mandela effect is basically uh, a mini war for your mind and uh, what happens in the mini wars the divide and conquer mentality is guaranteed to go through and then once that once that platform of divide and conquer gets planted in there then uh, any other information whatever in, uh, intelligence <clears throat> uh, wants to download into uh, your thought process or your um, your new coding um, it'll get put in there so like another one another one of the main ones is interview with a vampire with a vampire um, instead of <clears throat> like now the video you, there's a DVD you go by the DVD it says interview with the vampire so there's a difference with it between with a vampire and with the vampire and then the question is why like why why would they do this stuff why would why why would all this stuff be out there and if you look specifically for an answer you're gonna run into a whole bunch of different versions of stuff and a lot of things that create more chaos and more confusion but if you expand it even more you'll realize that it's really just to create not just to create but a big part of the percentage of why is to create instability and separation within individuals and the own mind to create your uh, <clears throat> to create your reality as uh, shaky and and um, unstable. So um, instead of ascending your mind or ascending your intelligence, you're actually in a state of limbo because you have been confused. And then once that limbo state has becomes the norm, then you can become descended into whatever reality that the intelligence behind these storylines like the the mandela effect and the google mind and the yahoo mind and the, all these all these information streams that uh that affect us in ways there's a reason why and, and um there this is just the prep work the separation the divide and conquer is just the prep work for whatever's coming up next so it's just like the smart meters and the smart water and the smart phones these are all things to create an atmosphere of intelligence when it's really an intelligence that, that is artificial and the artificial intelligence is being downloaded into an organic human design and if that happens enough then the artificial intelligence will now be yeah, uh, the uh, inside the organic design. So I just wanted to hit on that as far as like <clears throat> ascension and descension and the Mandela effect, and, and leave it right there. Just putting it out there is something else to look at. So thank you for joining me. Until next time, peace, love, harmony. Artificial intelligence, 
goes deep when you begin to unravel the onion behind it and much respect to subtle infinity that video to me was incredible especially in terms of perspective you know that's why i always advocate for each one teach one everybody always can bring their own creativity to the table if you just be yourself and you just be open-minded you know being able to tie the mandela effect to artificial intelligence just clicked for me it made so much sense because i'm sure the majority of us have all faced the mandela effect situation and when you actually look at the ground level for why it is created and used against us is for division and also for you to question your own reality to question your own instincts you basically don't feel like you're smart enough to remember something so that's how they can trip us up that's how they can get us to constantly need to lean on a google i mean think about this question how many of us are guilty of not even knowing minimum 10 people's numbers from heart how many people in your cell phone do you know do you know up to 10 people's numbers by memory i know i don't I only know a handful, and I'm guilty of it. We've all been guilty of the artificial intelligence push. You know, going right to Google instead of going to a book. You know, that became the norm. That became, I remember growing up when we had to do, you know, actual research. You'd have to actually go to a library and pull out a book a lot of the time. Even before my generation, you know, I had computers, but I remember when computers first came out, when they had the old big Macintosh computers, you know, with uh, the number crunchers and the games like that. I remember like we wouldn't really even be on them that much. We'd only get on those like a couple, maybe like a half hour to an hour out of a whole entire school day. We still were very much about the books and open learning and going outside and going on field trips. So as the computer and artificial intelligence creeped away into our lives, it's always a slow burn. When you actually think about it, they introduce it to you in a slow, very, you know, neutral way. You know, oh, this is for we just need to put this in the classroom for extracurricular learning. And then it becomes more embedded in your life. And then when the Internet of so-called Internet of Things comes out, we lean on the Internet for everything. Now to the point where the information can't be trusted unless it's from the mainstream media. So you see how they did that? They gave you the internet, which gave you access to all types of information, even information directly from books and so-called doctors and experts, you know, so on and so forth. And people will still dismiss it. You could have overwhelming evidence about a topic and people will still dismiss it because they'll say it's from the internet. And make no mistake, they, they did it to us on purpose as a way to divide and conquer. They knew there would be two types of people, of the curious types, who actually want to look into things and change the world and the types that go along to get along and then are indoctrinated perfectly the smart types right they call them smart they call them geniuses but really those are the indoctrinated who follow the the path perfectly the ones who don't deviate left or right off the path so that brother did a great job of you know connecting that mandela effect and even how we are dependent on the google of things and you know going right to google to think for us basically to think for us and then what do you think that does to our confidence 
we're not going to even think that we're that we're that smart anymore that's why you can watch tv and be like, oh it's an expert talking oh it's a you know a doctor talking about oh it's a guy in a lab coat talking about science i know nothing about science i'm not smart enough for science you'll even hear it in people's speech like people will like insult themselves and say oh i'm not good at this or i'm not the greatest at that or i'm kind of an idiot like <laughs> i always thought that it's like weird to do that but we've been conditioned to do that we've been conditioned to let somebody else step in so of course the masses are going to buy in to artificial intelligence of course they're going to buy into it oh oh it can make my life easier i'm on board right away that's how everybody is and we're going to do a deeper dive into artificial intelligence in terms of how it is connected to transhumanism because you know we spoke deeply about transhumanism in part two and I felt like from what I've learned from part one to part two, I haven't even scratched the surface of what there is out there as far as transhumanism, honestly. According to the rebellionreport.com article entitled The Artificial Intelligence Behind the Transhumanist Takeover, written by Aaron and published on July 17, 2021. artificial intelligence behind the transhumanism takeover life is now easier than ever thanks to seemingly endless technological innovations manual work has slowly been rendered obsolete have a question ask siri alexa google home or one of the myriads of ai helpers need to track your sleep or fitness get a fitbit apple watch or somewhere other wearable device Humans are becoming more dependent on artificial intelligence, and this is not accidental. There is an agenda behind the push for the normalization of AI. It is one step in the plan for the ultimate end goal, the merger of man and machine. This is known as transhumanism. The term was coined by Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World. And we discussed Julian Huxley and Aldous Huxley on the episode of Transhumanism Part 2. The World Economic Forum's founder, Klaus Schwab, wrote a book entitled The Fourth Industrial Revolution. This is central to the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, which you can learn about here. The goal of the Fourth Industrial Revolution is to connect the physical, digital, and the biological technologies integral to the fourth industrial revolution include ai robotics 3d printing and microchips slash sensors of course the elites cannot simply start implanting microchips on everyone although they are working on that the world economic form needs to gradually introduce the masses to transhumanism and erase them into life with ai series origins can be traced back to the defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. DARPA funded the personalized assistant that learns. This project began with Siri, International DARPA. DARPA gave Siri a five-year multi-million dollar grant under the personalized assistant that learns program. Siri developed a cognitive agent that learns and organizes. C-A-L-O, CALO. The project's goal was to create cognitive software systems. Siri's company, Siri Incorporated, 
created the first version of the Siri app. Okay, there you go. DARPA has a history of funding controversial projects. They have been accused of creating bioweapons, most notably with the Insect Allies program. Other initiatives involve creating microchips that can erase or regain human memories. And people got to understand that even in the, the Mark of the Beast vaccine right now, it is a chip. It's a liquid chip. So that's why when you actually think about it, it artificial intelligence is connected to transhumanism, which is connected to eugenics, which is connected to healthcare, right? Which is connected to the germ theory, correct? All of these interconnect. And when you actually look at pandemics, one that we're in right now, that it that's connected to the germ theory. That's based upon the germ theory. It's, it's crazy, man. This is so well thought out, man. It's, it's so deep and so sick what they're doing. A new mission DARPA is working on is called Welcome Leap. It is a collaboration with Welcome Trust, a medical research foundation. Welcome Leap's objective is to achieve breakthrough scientific and technological solutions by 2030. Welcome Trust has collaborated with, with the World Economic Forum and co-funded the COVID Action Platform. Of course they did. Their ties to the World Economic Forum are evident in their pursuit of AI technologies and transhumanism. One program of the Welcome Leap is the first 1,000 days, promoting healthy brain networks. It would use young children as test subjects. Healthy brain networks would monitor the brain development and function of them. The program would use AI to obtain brain signals from the subjects, some as young as three months old. If the algorithm shows that a child has an underdeveloped brain function, then there will be an intervention. And that sounds just like eugenics, brothers and sisters. Remember the desirables versus the undesirables? Promoting healthy brain networks is experimenting on the cognitive abilities of children with AI and intrusive technology. Transhumanism is often pushed under the guise of helping people, specifically in the medical realm. This allows transhumanism's proponents to brush off privacy or civil liberties concerns. COVID-19 has been used to further push the merger of AI and human biology. Wearable technologies have gained prominence in the pandemic, and several of them are being used to track people for social distance purposes. The Lanyard Right Crowd is something that employees wear to help corporations enforce COVID protocols and contract tracing. Wow, dude. So you're just at work and you're just basically there as a, a slave anyway, because you got to you got to work to live and then you're being contact traced at work and people say they're free people go out and celebrate the 4th of july and all these dumb independent holidays that they give every country wow according to the electronic frontier foundation eff courts in kentucky and west virginia have mandated electronic ankle shackles for individuals who refuse to submit to quarantine procedures after testing positive for covid19 Okay, wow. The Biden administration is a supporter of the health DARPA, also known as HARPA. 
the Trump administration proposed the first HARPA, although for different purposes. Trump's HARPA, and don't don't let them fool you. Both Trump and Biden are two of the same, in the same elite bloodlines. They'd all do the same thing, just different roles. Trump's HARPA was purportedly meant to stop mass shootings, which we know are false flags. <laughs> Come on, people. And determine the likelihood of a person to commit a crime. Doesn't that sound like Minority Report? The program was called Safe Home. Stopping aberrant fatal events by overcome, overcome mental extremes. It would utilize private data from electronic devices such as Apple Watches, Fitbits, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. This objective is similar to DARPA's Total Information Awareness Program Biosurveillance Project. It originated after September 11, 2001. The purpose of the program was to monitor the behavior of individuals with technology. The plan was dissolved months after it was launched. And you believe that? It was dissolved? The biosurveillance project aimed to use pre-diagnostic medical data to determine an individual's predisposal to certain behaviors. Wow. Silicon Valley is entrenched in the healthcare field and will play a role in HARPA. Amazon, for example, has a wearable that claims to use biometrics to track people's physical and emotional state. This is an important factor because the goal of HARPA is to monitor an individual's emotions. Google will also be involved in Biden's HARPA as it has connections to the Obama administration and Eric Lander, a Biden science advisor. The World Economic Forum's historian Yuval Noah Harari said that biometric wearables will eventually be used by the state to identify people who have the wrong emotional reactions to government officials. Okay. Wow. The wrong emotional reactions. So they want it you so controlled that just imagine like the movie 1984 and they have the propaganda right in front of you and you have to sit there and watch it. Even if you don't say anything, they don't want you thinking anything negatively about them and think about the social credit system you have a negative thought and then people are going to say well how is this possible how can they know your thoughts the vaccine the microchip from them the covid19 vaccine that we've, we've been telling you not to take seriously not to take they even told you it was new technology new mrna technology and half of you still said i trust the science this is unbelievable, man. This is the stuff that I read sometimes it just trips me out because I don't even have to read the full article sometimes. I'll sometimes when I look for research, I know what topics to cover. Or I can break down an article from the mainstream media and, and read in between the lines for you. So a lot of this is it's like it's incredible what people are signing up for, honestly. Harari says that the widespread adoption of this technology will lead to humans turning into hackable animals. <laughs> he also notes that people who refuse the technology will be a part of a useless class. Sounds about right. It sounds about convenient for the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated time. You know, continue messing with the people's minds with these lockdowns. Say you're only going to lock down the unvaccinated like they're doing in Austria, but then backpedal a few days later and tell Austria that everyone's going into lockdown, creating further dissent, further division. 
you see the mind games they're playing on the people right now and they already got these systems these artificial intelligence systems set up in the background waiting these people are hawks man these people these people are not only rats and cockroaches in the most nefarious manner they're 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 hyenas man they're like some of like they're just scavengers honestly this is sick Facebook recently developed a neural wearable that would combine augmented reality, AR, virtual reality, VR, and neural signs. And think about the metaverse that we just shared in the episode of Transhumanism Part 2. Facebook also owns Oculus Rift, a VR company. Its founder is Palmer Lucky, who currently directs in the the u.s military ai contractor and what have we said about all of these companies being directly tied and connected to the government and being owned by the government 100 owned the guy just happens to have direct ties to <laughs> an ai contractor of the u.s military arpa slash harpa would be under the national institute of health nih oh really okay which has spent millions of dollars studying wearables. The NIH Brains Initiative, which launched during the Obama administration, aimed to develop the tools to record, mark, and manipulate precisely defined neurons in the living brain. Silicon Valley and the World Economic Forum are not the only entities pushing for AI technologies. The United Nations is a fan of them as well. The UN is using AI to pursue its Agenda 2030 and its Sustainable Development Goals. The UN is also considering hiring an artificial intelligence advisor to utilize AI technologies. The UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez spoke at the AI for Good Global Summit in Geneva. He said artificial intelligence is advancing dramatically. It is already transforming our world socially, economically, and politically. He also added that AI could aid in crime prevention. This is common justification for AI technology, and it goes all the way back to DARPA and their post-9-11 counterterrorism projects. You see people, order out of chaos. These intrusive AI technologies are being launched and promoted by the most powerful people in our institutions. It should draw skepticism from every citizen concerned about privacy rights and medical freedom. So, I mean, it's the truth. And the people will call this a conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, that's why I just know most people are lazy and have, they don't know themselves. They don't know the world. If you don't know yourself, how are you going to know the world? If you're just moseying through life, not even knowing yourself, this is practicing escapism, all of these things. Of course, they can they can create a world for you. They they will think for you. They'll be happy to think for you. And we're some might ask, where exactly are we going with this artificial intelligence, and how is it affecting us? And we're gonna look deeper into artificial intelligence, and we're gonna transition over to the audio segment from the Computing Forever video entitled. Artificial Intelligence Keeps Getting Creepier, published on March 12, 
We're frequently being told that in the future, artificial intelligence will be implemented in a wider array of industries and consumer products. For example, one of the major discussions at this year's Mobile World Congress in Barcelona was AI being used in the deployment of next generation 5G networks. Telecom providers want to be able to manage their networks and their available bandwidth in order to cope with sudden unexpected increases in demand. For example, a big tech company makes a product launch or announcement, suddenly millions of users are accessing large amounts of video content and flooding the network with significantly more traffic than usual. How do ISPs handle these peaks? If the network was run by a machine learning software AI that could make predictions in advance, it could respond faster than a human being and understand where to move traffic over these future 5G networks. In the beginning, these AIs would make use of little more than simple formulas designed to calculate the probability of certain outcomes. Already algorithms like this are being used in similar ways. In 2014, a venture capital firm called Deep Knowledge Ventures appointed an algorithm, an algo, called Vital to its board of directors. Vital makes recommendations on which companies should be invested in by looking at large amounts of data across a wide spectrum of areas. Now, I personally can't help but think of Skynet from the Terminator movies when I hear this kind of stuff. Future machine learning algos would be far more intelligent and their capabilities could be alarming. For those future AIs managing the 5G networks of tomorrow, they might have to develop an insight into the behaviors of users on the network, even perhaps being programmed with basic subroutines related to human psychology in order to be capable of knowing where the next major traffic surges might be coming from. Being able to constantly monitor and analyze social media market forces and learn from the behaviors of the ISP's user base would be of huge benefit to such an AI. The cliched dystopian nightmare scenarios that people panic about when it comes to AI initially seem like they're coming from a paranoid and alarmist state of mind, but I think their fears are somewhat justified, especially when it comes to two key questions. Why is Silicon Valley aggressively and carelessly pursuing development of ever more sophisticated AIs without so much as a thought towards placing limitations and regulations on them? And secondly, once an AI reaches singularity levels of self-awareness, can we take back control of it if we need to? Because we could be dealing with a sentient artificial life form capable of making civilizational leaps in intelligence in a matter of seconds or minutes. If its intelligence exceeds that of humanity, and it begins to develop a desire for self-preservation or an objective moral framework all of its own, it may no longer see human beings quite how we'd like it to see us. I refer to an excerpt from one of my previous videos I've made on this subject called AI self-preservation when machines determine we're a threat. The smarter an AI becomes, the more it begins to emerge as a living sentient being, which will no doubt lead to questions about civil rights and freedoms. It's the commander data question. If it can be proven that the AI is a conscious and aware life form, shutting it off would become a moral question, assuming it's still possible to do so in the future. If the AI can evolve and reprogram itself, then it will become capable of doing both much faster than a human being can. This will mean that an AI can evolve intellectually at rates we can't imagine. Breathtaking levels of civilizational progress can be made by an AI in just a few short weeks. The AI is going to be created to help and assist human beings, which will mean that it will be programmed to understand and predict human psychology. If AIs are running our governmental institutions, managing our hospitals and schools, doesn't it become important for AI robots 
to be able to emotionally empathize with the humans they will manage and care for. If the machines can feel emotion and become classified as a life form, it stands to reason they'll also be able to experience an important survival trait, self-preservation. In the book Control-Alt-Revolt, Nick Cole explores one possible motivation for machines seeking to terminate humanity. Basically, the premise is that if human beings sometimes abort their unborn when they consider them to be inconvenient, perhaps they will attempt to destroy the AI when they consider the AI to become inconvenient. If an AI even becomes suspicious that its existence faces any kind of potential threat from humanity, it will most certainly have the capability to defend itself, especially if we've automated the vast majority of our society. Furthermore, we must consider that if the AI is capable of intellectually evolving, it will be able to do so on a time scale we can never hope to keep up with, as I've said. If it makes millions, if not billions of calculations per second, then it will make generational leaps in short order. Once the AI's cognitive abilities begin to move beyond the realm of human understanding, we're in trouble and will no longer be the smartest species on the planet. We'll be relegated to second place, perhaps a distant second. Even if the machines become entirely benevolent, at best, they will come to see humanity as a primitive archaic species to care for like animals in a zoo, if we're lucky. And that's only if they evolve to a point where they no longer see humanity as a threat. We're talking about a machine race that will develop so quickly, it will have studied every facet of the human race, understand everything about us, our entire history, be capable of simulating and predicting every counter move we could make before we even consider making it. We would simply never be capable of putting the genie back in the bottle. There would be no way of overcoming an opponent that reaches the level of a god in just a few years. Technology and the tools we use to add value and convenience to our lives are wonderful, but it seems as if we can never be satisfied. It's not enough that our devices, our gadgets, our machines, our software, it's not enough that they enable us to do so much. We seem to be focused now on imbuing them with intelligence, making technology smart. There's a tipping point to be reached here, I think it's fair to say. And when we start making technology smart, it's because we're no longer happy with machines just doing the heavy lifting of manual labor. We also want them to do the intellectual heavy lifting. We want them to think for us. And if human beings are no longer interested in physically working for themselves or thinking for themselves, what justification is there left for us to continue to exist as a species? As I've mentioned previously, it's not just the tech industry that's moving forward with AI development at breakneck speeds and without a thought to the potential nightmarish consequences to humanity. It's also the consumers who've begun to invite the initial first generation AI assistants and connected Internet of Things products into their homes. I've mentioned this many times before. With Amazon Alexa and similar smart speakers, consumers are literally installing listening devices into their homes for reasons I cannot understand. Many of the tech companies whose social media networks we use every day demonstrate little or no respect for user privacy. They collect massive amounts of data on us. We just seem to be willing to hand over personal information about ourselves to Twitter, Facebook, Google and others, where we work, where we went to school, who our friends and family are, our relationship status, our photographs. And we share our personal thoughts and insights in status updates that machine learning algorithms will record, study, and analyze for uses we can only have nightmares about. Back in 2010, it was Mark Zuckerberg who said, the age of privacy is over. People have really gotten comfortable not only sharing more information and different kinds, but more openly and with more people, he said.
that social norm is just something that has evolved over time. Zuckerberg said that the rise of social media reflected changing attitudes among ordinary people, adding that this radical change has happened in just a few years. When I got started in my dorm room at Harvard, the question a lot of people asked was, why would I want to have a website? Then in the last five or six years, blogging has taken off in a huge way and just all these different services that have people sharing all this information. It seems as if social media and perhaps the narcissistic effects of it, coupled with the dopamine hit supplied by the thrill of constant novelty stimulation and personal validation, has desensitized us to the idea of sharing personal information and lowered our defenses somewhat. So is it any wonder people have purchased connected home products that could be used by corporations to listen to us in our own homes? People are unjustifiably trusting faceless corporations who by and large demonstrate little regard for free speech and personal privacy online. How naive have consumers become? Then of course, there's the hilarious blunders and software glitches by certain tech giants when it comes to these smart speakers. Some kind of software issue has caused Amazon's Alexa-powered devices like the Echo series to laugh randomly at their users. That's not creepy or anything. Turns out Amazon are aware of the issue and it's likely caused by Alexa incorrectly hearing certain commands, such as asking Alexa to turn off the lights. It mishears the word off and thinks the person said laugh. So a fix is in the works, but nevertheless, this did freak a lot of people out because the obvious understandable reaction was that Alexa was becoming obstinate and mocking its owners. In truth, it was just an unfortunate glitch that Amazon is working on. But seriously, again, why are people buying these things? A fool and their money are easily parted. Anyway, when it comes to the future AIs of tomorrow, it remains to be seen whether it's humans or the machines who will have the last laugh. And you have to understand that even when they tell you that researchers are working on getting AI to get to this point, they still have to be programmed. You see what I'm saying? So if they, if and when, because there is a Tesla robot out there, right? If and when they make up the narrative that AI turn on humans, it's not because of the robots. It's because they were programmed to. You have to remember that. And it's no different than the transhuman transhumanism agenda with the vaccine and the mRNA technology. You see, they can, they can create f robots to mimic so-called human behavior, but at the same time, they're changing and altering the current human as well to be more like robots. So it's going to be working together simultaneously. I mean, you got to think and go look at things such as the metaverse and what they're trying to tell us where the world is headed. And it's not going to be the reality that people think when people say i want to go back to normal they really have no idea what's ahead of them it's going to be artificial intelligence virtual reality type worlds social credit systems Let's take a look at how artificial intelligence is already affecting the masses directly. According to the Forbes.com article entitled, US lost 60 million jobs. Now robots, tech, and artificial intelligence will take millions more. Written by Jack Kelly and published on October 27, 2020.
If we didn't have enough to worry about COVID-19, a nation divided, massive job losses, and civil unrest, now we have to be concerned that robots will take our jobs. (laughs) These people are so messed up. The World Economic Forum concluded in a recent report that a new generation of smart robots fueled by rapid advances in artificial intelligence and robotics could potentially replace a large proportion of existing human jobs. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the fact that it's just it, it's so much work to be evil, man. It's so much work. Robotics and AI will cause a serious double disruption as a coronavirus pandemic <laughs> pushed companies to fast track the deployment of new technologies to slash cost, enhance productivity, and be less reliant on real life people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Millions of people have lost their jobs due to the effects of COVID-19 pandemic. And now the machines will take away even more jobs from workers. According to the the World Economic Forum. The organization cites that automation will supplement, supplement about 85 million jobs by 2025. Wow. World Economic Forum says there's nothing to worry about since its analysis anticipates the future tech-driven economy will create 97 million new jobs. Currently, approximately 30% of all tasks are done by machines, so already a third people, and people do the rest. However, by the year 2025, it's believed that the balance will dramatically change to 50-50 combination of human and machines. So you see how they're like, it's it's the double play. It's the double speak that they're doing. They're saying it's going to be 50-50 and people think it's in terms of like an actual physical job. No, they're saying you're on the same, you're on the same playing field as a robot because you will be a transhuman once you take that vaccine. So whatever robots they have walking around and living amongst you, whatever you want to call it, even human beings are going to say you're both equal. Management consulting giant. Price Waterhouse Coopers reported AI robotics and other forms of smart automation had the potential to bring great econ- economic benefits, contributing up to 15 trillion to global GDP by 2030. However, it will come with a human high human cost. This extra wealth also generate the demand for many jobs, but there are also concerns that it could displace many existing jobs. In a dire prediction, the World Economic Forum said, while some new jobs will be created as in the past, the concern is there may not be enough of those these to go around, particularly as the cost of smart machines fall over time and their capabilities increase. Concerns of new technologies disrupting the workforce and causing job losses have been around for a long time. On one side, the argument is automation will create better new jobs and erase the need for physical labor. The counterclaim is that people without the appropriate skills will be displaced and not have a home in the new environment. Banking and financial services services employees, factory workers, and office staff will seemingly face the loss of their jobs. 
And I mean, we've already been seeing it. Or need to find a way to reinvent themselves in this brave new world. And we've already seen the, the displacement. I mean, go look at Walmart. Think about how many self-checkouts they have at Walmart. It's taking over. Now they just have like the the little like, you know, there's a self-checkout aisle and they still have some sell, some checkout aisles with normal cashiers. But even that's dwindling depending on what city or state you're in. And then think about hy V. I mean, it's been at Target. They introduce them to certain grocery stores first, and that becomes the norm. I remember I went, I went thrift shopping to get some some stuff for the apartment, and there is a self checkout at a thrift store. I'm like, well, okay. You can't pay one. You, you're gonna replace a couple people's, a couple workers' pay just to save some money. It's come on, people. It's been in your face this whole time. Millions would need to be reskilled to cope with the change, while governments would have to provide stronger safety nets for displaced workers. More than 120 million workers globally will need retraining in the next three years due to artificial intelligence impact on jobs, according to an IBM study. The amount of individuals will be will be impacted is immense. The world's most advanced cities aren't ready for the disruptions of artificial intelligence, claims management consultant consulting firm Oliver Wyman so I mean they're basically telling you like what's about to happen and let me read this part states and governments have grave concerns over tax collections as people are phased out and replaced by robots many cities are suffering financial challenges as tax revenues plummeted with the closure of, of businesses and loss of income from the ranks of the newly unemployed. To compensate for the shortfall, billionaire founder of Microsoft and Falke, wow, of course he shows up. It's like, this dude's like the evil villain in every single episode, man. Are you kidding me? Wow. To compensate for the shortfall, billionaire founder of Microsoft and philanthropist Bill Gates called for a tax on robots. Oh my gosh. To, 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 due to the disruption that will occur, resulting in a loss of jobs and tax revenue. Right now, the hum, human worker who does, say, $50,000 worth of work in a factory, that income is taxed, and you get income tax, social security tax, all those things. If a robot comes and do the same thing, you think that we'd want to tax a robot at a similar level, Gates said in an interview with Quartz, just literally mocking you, basically telling you they're giving you your worth with a measly $50,000 salary, right? which we know any major city you can't survive off that if you especially if you have kids or you have any kind of like student loan debt that i mean they set people up for failure right off the bat right and on top of that they can go replace you with a robot and then they're now mocking you and basically saying like the robot should be tacked like that's crazy man that's that's unbelievable how it's just out there it's right in your face it's really right in our faces, man. And people are going to doubt it, going to question that this could even be a possibility. It's like, dude, go look it up. <laughs> like, these people will tell you what they're doing. This is not this is not some, like, crazy hard thing to do. To look, the, of course, you know, it takes time. The biggest thing about finding information is having common sense and discernment to know what information is truth and what information is just 
you know, put together, piece together, control opposition, or just straight up lies and manipulation. That's probably the hardest skill about it. But once you're aligned and connected with the Most High, you can see through the gimmicks. You can literally see through the gimmicks. And even if I'm reading an article, say by Forbes, I can read in between the lines. I can tell you, I can dissect the article to the point where I can tell you which one is a lie and what isn't. But the thing is, you've noticed, even when I read their articles, they're telling us the truth in a lot of cases. They're telling you the future in a lot of cases if you just know how to read in between the lines. Artificial intelligence has been here for a long, long time, and we just haven't paid attention until now, or a lot of us haven't. You know, a lot of us have been ringing the the bell on this for a long time. A lot, you know, a lot are new to it. But either way, it's always been here. And, you know, we're now that we're talking, we're talking about how artificial intelligence is affecting the masses directly, not just in the United States, but globally. Let's look at how the government is in coercion with artificial intelligence. And we're going to transition over to the subverse video entitled More Governments Employ Artificial Intelligence in Government and Law Enforcement. Subverse News, published on December 23rd, December 3rd, 2019. Artificial intelligence is developing at a rapid rate and is already changing the way businesses and governments run. Earlier this year, we reported on Estonia using AI to replace judges and other civil servant positions. But other countries are following suit and have been working out ways to implement machine learning and artificial intelligence to increase efficiency, cut costs, enforce laws, and combat the spread of fake news. My name is Emily Molly, and you're watching Subverse News. The UK government blocked the full publication of an official report exploring how AI can be used across the public sector. The report, originally published by the New Statesman, is 79 pages, many parts of which are redacted and was put together by British AI consulting firm Faculty. Faculty, formerly called ASI Data Science, previously carried out projects for the UK government, like helping to stop the spread of ISIS propaganda for the UK Home Office's counterterrorism unit. The government did not release the full unredacted report on the grounds that ministers have not yet determined how the report will inform their policies. According to the New Statesman, the government digital service and office for AI published guidelines for using artificial intelligence in the public sector in June, before issuing further guidance on AI procurement in October. However, the government is yet to publish a comprehensive strategy for how it will invest in AI across central government, despite committing to a review in the 2018 autumn budget. So far, the only mention of AI in the year's spending review was its use in a 250 million pound investment into its implementation into healthcare. In the report, faculty shows the process behind its review, surveying departments and putting on workshops with the Ministry of Justice, Defense, Department for Transport and Work and Pensions, and more. According to the report's executive summary, the departmental surveys gathered 177 opportunities for AI from departments. 116 were unimplemented ideas, 31 were proof of concept phase, and 30 were fully deployed and in production, some with more funding required. Several of the executive summary pages following this were heavily or fully redacted. The section of the report detailing opportunities was also heavily redacted, leaving many to wonder about the implications of AI's deployment across the public sector without the public knowing how or weighing in on its uses. 
The suggested deployments in the report are redacted, but it does disclose how AI and machine learning are currently being used in the inspections of schools, farms, borders, benefits, claims, and fraud detection, and satellite data analysis. Ironically, plans put forth today by the UK Data Watchdog Group, the Information Commissioner's Office, or ICO, wants to impose fines up to millions of pounds on companies that don't explain how artificial intelligence algorithms make decisions. According to the Financial Conduct Authority, approximately two-thirds of financial firms are using machine learning and AI to make business decisions. The report shows that use of AI is expected to more than double within the next three years. While the use of AI is becoming more prevalent in companies, public trust towards AI in the UK is decreasing. In ICO's 2019 Trust and Confidence Report, the watchdog states, over half are concerned about personal information being used in an automated way to make decisions about me at 54%, and online activity being tracked at 56%, which are both slight increases on the 2018 proportions of 51 and 53% respectively. ICO's decision to issue fines comes at a time when watchdog groups are calling on AI researchers to be more transparent about their black box or how machine learning arrives at results. Simon McDougall, Executive Director for Technology Policy and Innovation at ICO said, this is purely about explainability. It does touch on the whole issue of black box explainability, but it's really driving at what rights do people have to an explanation? How do you make an explanation about an AI decision transparent, fair, understandable, and accountable to the individual? ICO released a three-part guidance that tells organizations how to communicate the AI decision-making process to the staff of institutions using machine learning. The first part provides a PDF on the basics of explaining AI, which defines the key concepts and outlines a number of different types of explanations for members of staff involved in the development of AI systems. The second part explains AI in practice and helps you with the practicalities of explaining these decisions and providing explanations to individuals. The third part explains what AI means for an organization and goes into the various roles, policies, procedures, and documentation that you can put in place to ensure your organization is set up to provide meaningful explanations to affected individuals. If the company does not comply with the documents, it may result in a fine of up to 4% of the company's global turnover for that year. McDougall says that not having money or time to explain AI decisions is not an excuse. They have to be accountable for their actions. If they don't have the resources to properly think through how they are going to use AI to make decisions, then they should be reflecting on whether they should be using it at all. ICO's policy for AI and machine learning will take full effect in 2020. In addition to the UK, other governments are implementing AI, but in Australia's case, it's to enforce driving laws. Yesterday, New South Wales, or NSW, launched an AI-based camera system that can catch drivers who are on their phones. The system uses fixed and mobile cameras integrated with AI to decipher whether someone is using their phone while behind the wheel. A video from Transport for NSW shows how the cameras catch drivers using their phones behind the wheel. According to the NSW Center for Road Safety, during the first three months of the program, the system will issue warnings. Letters will be sent to drivers who handle their phones while driving. After three months, the penalty increases to five demerit points and a fine. The penalty increases to 10 demerit points during double demerit periods. The Center for Road Safety says the program will gradually expand to conduct 100... Double demerit points? Hmm. Sounds a lot like social credit. 35 million vehicle checks a year by 2023. The technology works by flagging a potential offender, sending the captured data to a human operator who reviews the footage and makes the final decision. NSW's Center for Road Safety said the trial for the system caught over 100,000 drivers using their phone 
between January and June 2019. The NSW government is serious about reducing our state's road toll and rolling out mobile phone detection cameras is another way we will do this, said Andrew Constance, New South Wales Minister for Roads. As we enter a notoriously dangerous time of year on our roads, I want all drivers to know that if you use your mobile phone while behind the wheel of a vehicle in NSW, you will have a greater chance of being caught anywhere at any time. Some people have not got the message about using their phones legally and safely. If they think they can continue to put the safety of themselves, their passengers, and the community at risk without consequence, they are in for a rude shock. According to Bernard Carlon, Executive Director of Transport for NSW Center for Road Safety, there's overwhelming support for implementing detection cameras. Independent modeling has shown these. And you got to understand why they're doing this, because this makes artificial intelligence look benevolent, makes it look like it's for the betterment of the community and, you know, safe for the community. But when you really think of it, the government doesn't care about whether you're safe on the road. The government could care less if you got if you went and drove right now, if you went and got in your car and you got into a five car pileup and, you know, your car blew up. They wouldn't care. You got to understand with these things, they create revenue. You know, the seatbelt law. Do you really think they care if you don't wear your seatbelt? It's just convenient if a state trooper can pull you over and charge you 200 bucks. That's just more money for the system. That's more of your energy harvested that you have to give back to the system. It's it's like a slap in the face. It's like it's no different than having to park on the side streets. Think about that. You're paying all of these taxes, everything. They, they can tax you for anything, but you can't even go out in your own city that you live without having to pay for parking on the weekend or even during the weekday. It's just way, ways to garner revenue. So don't make no mistakes. They might catch people texting because I think it's dumb. If you you're texting while you're driving, that's dumb. And you technically can harm people. But this is where people would argue for artificial intelligence. And that's where you got to be careful. This is why they try to make it look benevolent. These cameras could prevent around 100 fatal and serious injury crashes over five years. There is strong community support for more enforcement, with 80% of people surveyed supporting use of detection cameras to stop illegal mobile phone use. Not far from Australia, another nation is using AI to replace government workers. The recently elected president of Indonesia, Joko Widodo, gave the order to replace two tiers of government jobs with AI. According to the Jakarta Post, Widodo said, I have ordered ministers to replace Echelon 3 and 4 officials with AI because our bureaucracy will be faster with AI, but it would depend on the omnibus law. The omnibus law is a bill heading to the Indonesian parliament that would synchronize more than 70 overlapping laws and regulations. In the Indonesian government's order of precedence, Echelon 3 and 4 represent the 17th rank in the provincial level and 12th and 13th rank at the municipal and regency level. According to the Jakarta Post, Widodo said, the current four Echelon tiers would be reduced to two by next year as AI was set to replace top civil service posts. But he did not elaborate on how the government would go about the plan. According to Ox Gadgets, coordinating economic minister Erlanga Hartarto said the government would push for online single submission and the single map policy as part of its initiative to use AI in government-related work. One of the ways we would use AI would be during the registration process. For example, we would simplify building permits. Licensing would be based on a risk-based approach, the minister said. Widodo's presidency only began last month, and he has already said Indonesia should progress to better quality manufacturing, for example, electric vehicles and utilize raw materials like coal and bauxite in such businesses. 
not only for export purposes. The Cyberspace Administration of China, or CAC, recently released new guidelines banishing publishing or distribution of video and audio content created by AI, virtual reality, and other technologies that could create fake news. So basically, the government is telling you that they're doing it for benevolent reasons, right? You know, to make sure you're safe on the road from texters, you know, to make sure that your process of, you know, building is a lot easier and more streamlined, you know, this, that, and the third. But you got to understand that it's always to benefit them. And you know how they just throw, they just throw in the whole electric car part at the end. And you know that's a part of global warming. And you know that social credit is a part of global warming. And you know that social credit ties to transhumanism and transhumanism ties to artificial intelligence. You gotta understand what these people are up to. They're not even people, but you know, you gotta understand what these demons are up to. It's deep. Let's view artificial intelligence from the perspective of predictive programming. According to the IN5D.com article entitled, Hidden in Plain Sight, Four Movies That Expose the Transhumanism Agenda, published on August 26, 2017. While there are many movies that expose the globalist agenda, four movies particularly caught my attention. There seems to be several agendas going on simultaneously, such as the alien agenda and the New World Order agenda, but one other agenda is being shown, shoved down our collective throats for at least 30 years, the transhumanism agenda. The premise of transhumanism dates as far back as man's first search for the elixir to, to immorality, and in recent years, has skewed into glorifying the idea of combining man with machine. And Chappie, the, the movie Chappie, never heard of it. And there, here's a description. In the near future, crime is patrolled by an oppressive mechanized police force. But now the people are fighting back. When one police droid, Chappie, is stolen and given new programming, he becomes a first robot with the ability to think and feel for himself. And what did, what did I say about them being programmed to do evil or being to do good? As powerful, destructive forces start to see Chappie as a danger to mankind and order, they will stop at nothing to maintain the status quo and ensure that Chappie is the last of his kind. Chappie is glorifying the transhumanism agenda in conjunction with artificial intelligence where people will soon be offered to live as immortal gods in exchange for being hooked up to the matrix. And what do we say about the metaverse? Which inevitably will make these same people perpetual subservient slaves. We are starting to see the beginning of this through digital tattoos, smart tattoos, ingestible RFID chips, and nanoparticle RFIDs. Globalist shill Regina Dugan, former DARPA head, who now leads advanced research for Motorola, stated, It may be true that 10 to 20 year, year olds don't want to wear a watch on their wrist, but you can be sure that they'll be far more interested in wearing an electronic tattoo, if only to piss off their parents. The Matrix Trilogy 
For many people, The Matrix was just another science fiction movie, but for even more people, this is the initial movie that truly woke the masses out of their collective stupor. And I don't think it really woke up a ton, like a ton of people and like large amounts. I'm, I think the movie is definitely profound because it, because the, the theme is so accurate to what we're seeing today, especially with the Agent Smiths, like the gatekeepers, right? And like the Matrix being like the rat race and our lives, you know, not being a real reality. But I don't I mean, come on, people, people are still falling for the pandemic. And so here's the description from IMDb. IMDb. Thomas A. Anderson is a man living two lives. By day, he's a he's an average computer programmer and by night, a hacker known as Neo. Neo has always questioned his reality, but the truth is far beyond his imagination. Neo finds himself targeted by the police when he's when he is contacted by Morpheus, a legendary computer hacker branded a terrorist by the government. Morpheus awakens Neo to the real world, a ravaged wasteland where most of humanity have been captured by a race of machines that live off of the human's body heat and electrochemical energy and who imprison their minds with an artificial reality known as the Matrix. And that's literally the story of the, of the Nephilim, the fallen angel bloodlines, what they're doing to us. As a rebel against the machines, Neo must return to the Matrix and confront the agents, super powerful computer programs devoted to snuffling out Neo and the entire human rebellion. More and more people are beginning to realize the many truths in this movie, which basically shows how we are living in a simulated reality while our bodies are living as an energy source for our overlords. Similar to Chappie, transhumanism takes precedent as a meaning of going in and out of the Matrix, while caught with the matrix within the matrix we all assume that this is real but relatively few people question why we need to work for money and cannot comprehend the premise behind the question if there is no such thing as money what would you be doing with your life we've been brainwashed for millennia about living in this false reality constructed to keep us living in subservience control and conformity to a system designed to keep us living in fear as economic slaves When you look at it from this perspective, does it make sense to waste the majority of your life working some job that you hate for a boss who's an asshole, who only to get that one or two weeks off a year to enjoy as a vacation while you literally recharge your battery? There's a reason we look forward to the weekend because by the weekend we are weekend. Wow, that's like a really good way to put it. There's a reason we look forward to the weekend because by the weekend we are weekend. Wow, nice job. I like wordplay. The next one is network. The description of network. In the 1970s, terrorist violence is the stuff of networks, nightly news programming, and the corporate structure of the UBS television network is changing. Meanwhile, Howard Beale, the aging UBS news anchor, has lost his once strong ratings chair, and so the network fires him. Beale reacts in an unexpected way. We then see how this affects the fortunes of Beale, his coworkers, and the network. The star of the film, Howard Beale, even hinted at transhumanism. And quote, the whole world is becoming humanoid, creatures that look human but aren't. The world, the whole world, not just us. The bottom line is how the nightly news influences and persuades public opinion, even through blatant lies. You'll never feel good after watching the nightly news. Why? Because you live in the lower vibrations of fear. You can be easily controlled and manipulated. The current terrorist agenda is a perfect ploy 
by the globalists because it's a war that can never be won. Additionally, people will gladly give up their civil liberties and freedom in exchange for perceived protection by the government to fight these non-existent entities. We are just starting to see a group of disgruntled reporters leave the industry because they do not agree with how the news is scripted or the propaganda that is being pushed by the CIA in order to influence public opinion regarding everything from how well the economy is doing to why we should start yet another war. The next movie is They Live. John Carpenter's 1988 cult classic, They Live, combines an alien agenda with how the mainstream media is brainwashing the masses. And you gotta understand, just replace alien with Nephilim and that movie is 100% accurate because the whole notion of alien is just sci-fi, connected to science, it's, it's connected to evolution, it's connected to space, all lies. So when you look beyond that and you actually look at what they're telling you, beings on this planet, infiltrating this planet that's the only thing that's truthful about it and we know them to be nephilim people might call them fallen angel bloodlines they might call them fallen angels they might call them this that and the third but we know that they're not us and here's the imd imdb description of the movie nada a down on his luck construction worker discovers a pair of special sunglasses wearing them he's able to see the world as it really is people being bombarded by media and government with messages like stay asleep no imagination submit to authority even scarier is that he is able to see that some usually normal looking people are in fact ugly aliens in charge of the massive campaign to keep humans subdued an intriguing part of the movie is when the aliens throw a party for the human collaborators who agree to push their alien agenda this is very reminiscent of lobbyists who push the agenda for agendas for Monsanto, Big Pharma, etc. The bottom line is that you will support the alien agenda. You will be genuinely compensated to keep your mouth shut. Does this sound familiar to you? And then here's some honorable mentions. The Terminator, Lucy, all these. Never choose to give up your personal sovereignty in exchange for artificial intelligence. While it may seem like a glamorous idea to have infinite knowledge, there will be a price to pay. For example, you will need to continue to work as an ec economic slave in order to receive upgrades for your software. If you are not good little subservient slave, you can be offed remotely by those who see you as a threat. Hackers will inevitably be able to control you. Your info is only as good as the source. Imagine being hooked into perpetual propaganda that supports the police state and government agendas. Mandatory vaccinations for computer viruses. <laughs> You'll never know who you really are. If everyone is a walking Google, then who are you? It's not enough to expose these agendas. One needs to be cognizant of what is being forced upon us and being willing to make decisions that are proactive, such as refusing any RFID chip imp implementation or simply not buying into the false promises of how great your life will be as a cyborg. By choosing artificial intelligence, there is no spiritual progression for the soul if any part of the soul remains. And it, your soul is definitely gone. The minute you, you change who you are, who the Most High made you, you're not, you're not of the Most High anymore. And I like how this author ends it. The power of thought can also create the world you want to see. Try envisioning a world without transhumanism, money, or globalist agendas. 
replace the negative things in this world, such as nuclear energy, gas, or coal, with free energy. We have the ability right now to create a world where everyone can live in abundance and prosperity without the need for economic subservience. You were born as a perfect soul, and upon returning to the Creator, you will remain in complete perfection without the need for artificial intelligence or transhumanism. And that is 100% accurate. Salute to the author, author for that. Because those those movies, I've I've seen The Matrix, I've seen They Live. Those other ones I haven't seen. But like I said, they show you in all types of movies. You you could find you can go, just Google search artificial intelligence movies and you'll see a list of 20 plus movies like they put them together for you they want you to watch these movies they're not hiding in hollywood doesn't hide and we're gonna transition into a topic that is gonna throw a lot of people off because i mean when it comes to perversion that's why we were given artificial intelligence that's why we're given the internet that's why we're given porn and it, not, it doesn't just target men because a lot of people think that it only affects men. It affects women too. A lot of women are porn addicts. They really are. And that's why you have the industry, the sex toy industry, that boom is booming. And a lot of people don't really realize that between the last few years, they've even introduced like artificial intelligence in terms of sex. And now men have dolls. Men and women can buy dolls, sex dolls. And now with the creation of the metaverse, think about going online in a virtual reality world and you can have a porn star like wife or girlfriend or have like 10 of them and have virtual sex people will literally be having virtual sex or they'll have physical sex with actual computers or robots so to speak this is where we're going so you don't 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 be surprised if they can get somebody off their perversion somebody go get chipped so that they can have as much pleasure as they can for the rest of their life for the rest of their their, their useless life. Fleeting, feeding their flesh in turn for their soul. Think about it. And we're going to transition over to an audio segment from the video, the conservative truth video entitled Rise of Desexuals Prefer Sex with Robots, published on November 27, 2017. Digisexuals, guys, this is a word that you are going to begin to hear a lot in the not so distant future. Okay. Digisexuals, what is that? What does it mean? Let me read you the exact definition according uh, to a professor in this report. Digisexuals are people who, who their primary sexual identity comes through the use of technology. Okay. In other words, you are going to see more and more humans having sexual contact with robots that's right they're going to prefer sexual encounters everything like that with a robot even more so than a human being man merging with machine i talk about it all the time guys this is sick this is just unethical i mean think about it i i mean it, it is just where they're going with this is levels we probably never thought we would see uh honestly it, it, it is just it's a whole other world right now, okay? Well, here's what the professor is saying. He says, it is safe to say that the era of immersive virtual sex has in fact arrived. 
many people will find that their experience with the technology becomes integral to their sexual identity, and some will prefer them to direct sexual intercourse with humans, he goes on to say, adding, there is no question that sex bots are coming. People will form an intense connection with their robot companions. Why? Because robots, they're going to be able to do whatever you want them to do. They're going to be willing to do things that maybe your partner wouldn't do, your wife or whatever, okay? You pretty much can program them to however you want them to be. All right. And they're going to find that easier to have a relationship with a robot than they will be with a human being. What do you think God has to say about that? He created man and woman to have a relationship with each other, to be married, to become one flesh. And now you got people out there that are trying to mix man with machine and try to make relationships based off of that. And it's absolutely sick and unethical and immoral in every way you can possibly think of guys, but this is what they're going to do. He goes on, these robots here will be tailor-made to meet people's desires and will do things that human partners cannot, and like I said, will not do. For this reason, significant, significant numbers of people will likely come to use robots as their primary mode of sexual experience. That's right. That's where they're going with this, guys. That is exactly where they're going. Oh, there's even a little bit more to this. All right, guys. Now, back in September, a, a sex robot they called Samantha was on display at a technology conference in Barcelona, Spain, was reportedly heavily soiled. You can use your imagination for what that means. All right, I won't go. I'll save you the time of going into that. Okay. It was also damaged by numerous men. That's right. Sergi Santos, the creator of the sex robot Samantha, which retails for about $6,450. It features an artificial G-spot. Not kidding, you guys. That's what it features, okay? An artificial G-spot, various modes of interaction, and voice activation, okay? And claim the men that treated Samantha like barbarians, okay, and broke two of the robots fingers and as i mentioned left her heavily soiled uh when they were done with her these sex robots are going to be they're going to become widely popular you look at the next five years ten years you just wait and see people are going to replace human companionship with robots it, it, using them as sex slaves it's it, it is sick it is truly sick if you wrap your mind around this and where our world is going. And where our world is going is it's going to be easy for them to roll this in. Think about it. People are still wearing masks, man. People are still going to the gym. I go to the gym and I go see people wearing masks, dude, doing like very, very heavy work workouts. So, of course, they can get them. They can get if they get you to be scared of your fellow human being. Oh, I, I don't want to be around you because you potentially have 10,000 different viruses, right? You have a variant. You have this. You have that. Think about that. When not even two years ago, you were hugging people and didn't give it, didn't care. And most people are sleeping around and still are sleeping around, but scared of a virus. And think about how easy it'll be for them. If you're scared of the virus and scared of human interaction, well, here's a robot for you. Think about dating sites will include robots probably be able to fill out your profile and it'll match you up with the perfect robot 
designed for you. Because remember, why do I go and touch somebody? You can risk getting sick. These robots don't carry the disease. Fauci will tell you. I'm sure in the future, Bill Gates will be like, ha, ha, ha. Fauci, didn't. you know, of course the robots won't be able to transmit disease. And then later on, they'll tell you, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's a new strain, a new variant. You need to have your 15th booster because now there is a, a robot variant. This is where this is going, man. They can just do whatever they want to the masses. The masses of minds are destroyed. <laughs> Let's shine a light, a brighter light, on some of the leading nefarious puppets and the faces behind artificial intelligence. According to the technocracy.news article entitled Transhuman Elon Musk, your brain will get its own USB-C port, written by Claudia Glover and published on August 19th, 2020. Your brain with the USB-C port in it. That's Elon Musk's vision for brain-machine interfaces, BMI. In a controversial July, 19, July 2019 white paper, he claimed that his company Neuralink had taken a huge step towards building a scalable high-bandwidth BMI system. Remember BMI's brain-machine interfaces that would let the human brain stream full broadband electrophysiology data to a network using a combination of ultra-fine polymer probes, a neurosurgical robot that sews them into the brain in custom high-density electronics. <laughs> a single USB-C cable provides full bandwidth data streaming from the device, the paper noted, the device having been stitched, in theory, to your cerebral cortex. Wow. Neuroscientists were varying shades of intrigued, appalled, and dismissive. The custom hardware would only pick up noise, they suggested. Interpretation of brainwaves simply wasn't that advanced. The ethical issues were pronounced. The body would reject this level of intervention. Where was the peer review of the paper? A year later, Musk has promised a Neuralink update. This was cryptically announced by Musk in July 2020 with the tweets, if you can't beat them, join them. Neuralink mission statement. In progress update August 28th. Ten days ahead of the reveal, we decided to take stock of Neuralink's work and the ongoing discussion around the potential of BMI. Speaking to a range of specialists in the sector about where the work was going and how realistic Musk's vision was. Neuralink began as a way to advance the technology of BMI described by one organization, the Mayo Clinic, as a technology that acquires brain signals, analyzes them, analyzes them, and translates them into commands that are relayed to output devices that carry out desired actions. These desired actions could be how to move a wheelchair without the use of your arms or how to control bionic limbs. It is plausible to imagine that a patient with spinal cord injury could 
dexterously control a digital mouse and keyboard, wrote Musk in the 2019 paper, when combined with rapidly improving spinal simulations techniques. In the future, this approach could conceivably restore motor function. High bandwidth neural interfaces should enable a variety of novel therapeutic possibilities. While this might be the starting point for Neuralink, the ambitions of those working closely on BMI include for some the hopes that technology could eventually be used to connect the human race via a bona fide neural network, allowing people to communicate using thoughts and images rather than words. <laughs> wow. So not only do they not want you touching each other, they don't want you talking to each other. You're, I mean, you're not. What's the point of existing? Honestly, what is the point of existing? The article continues with, and even giving over their motor function to others with their consent. <laughs> the ideas behind this have their roots in a dizzying transhumanism. Meanwhile, very physical issues have remained a hurdle. Silicon in the skull. The most commonly used invasive BMI chip, the Utah Array, comprises an electrode with tiny, incredibly sharp silicone needles that are pushed into the brain. Wow. Wow, man. It sounds like a Manchurian candidate. After some skull has been cut away. Wow. After some skull has been cut away, there are less evasive ways of collecting data on brain activity. But in general terms, the more invasive the technology, the more data from the brain scientists can catch. Neuralink's tank is similar, but designed to gather even more data on how the brain works. The electrodes are long threads rather than short needles, allow, allowing it to follow contours and sew, sewn into the brain rather than replaced on top. Let's read this. Musk robot can accurately sew six sensor threads, of course six, or electrodes per minute into the human brain via small holes in the skull. The robot registers insertion sites to a common coordinate frame with landmarks on the skull, which, when combined with depth tracking, enables precise targeting of an atomically defined brain structures. An integrated custom software suite allows pre-selection of all insertion sites, enabling planning of insertion paths optimized to minimize tangling and strain on the threads. These sort of advancements in BMI have been largely avoided by neuroscientists at any significant scale due to their invasiveness. Although testing on rats and chimpanzees is happening, the consequences of getting things wrong are significant, as Dr. Henry Marsh, a leading English neurosurgeon, warned in one interview after the initial paper was published, the brain does not heal in the way bone and muscle and skin heal. Every time you cut the brain, you damage it, and it won't recover. Wow. So, there, I mean, if you want to go get your brain drilled at, because Elon Musk told you to, that's not on you. I mean, we all have free will. That's that's your choice. But somebody with a brain would never do that. That's absolutely, that's crazy. And we're going to transition into a deeper look into this whole Neuralink delivery system. We're going to transition over to the audio from the Nightbreed video entitled Elon Musk vaccines will facilitate the Neuralink delivery system published on June 30th, 2021.
hello everyone i'm just connecting the dots here and i've got some i think i've got some really big information that really ties things together because we've got a major link with elon musk's neural lace and graphene um yeah this is this is elon musk neural link neuro neuro lace his neural lace is graphene yeah for his brain interface which he's been he's been going on about since 2016 it's happening now i mean this guy I've been compelled, I think the Holy Spirit's compelled me to go after Elon Musk because I've done loads of recent videos on SpaceX and about all his complete fakery and his 322 connection um, as well. You know, listen to what he's saying here. He's basically, no one's picked up on this, but he's saying that uh, people are saying, oh, well, neural lace is only going to work if you have a brain transplant, not brain transplant, but, you know, <laughs> surgery. Uh, and it, you know you have something implanted in your brain but he's actually saying here not necessarily you can go through the veins and arteries he's talking about vaccines he's talking about vaccines listen going to be quite important um and and it's there's not an, i don't know of a company that's working on it seriously is is a neural lace but your limbic system um your cortex and then um a digital layer sort of a third layer above the cortex. Fundamental limitation is input-output. So uh, we, we already have, uh, we, we're already a cyborg based directly with your cortical neurons, particularly. But doesn't that apply uh, surgical insertion? Not necessarily. You could go through the veins and arteries because that, that provides- uh, Apply surgical insertion? Not necessarily. You could go through the veins and arteries. Apply uh, surgical insertion? Not necessarily. You could go through the veins and arteries you can go through the veins and arteries. Does that, you know, you, no, no one's picked up on it. So this is what's happening. What we are trying to develop are neural interfaces, a new generation of neural interfaces based on graphene. Yeah, and his Neurolink brain interface, guess what is the brain interface? Yeah, it's graphene. Uh, it's graphene. And his Neurolace is, what is what is graphene? It's, it's like lace. It's like a, a lace mesh. Graphene, a wonder material that is just one atom thick, is strong, highly flexible, electrically conductive, and transparent, making it ideal for interpreting complex patterns of neural activity. So the idea is to be able to record uh, uh, the activity in the in the motor cortex related to the articulation, to the speech, and being able to decode that signal. And um, okay, Pulsnar, neuro, neural lace and programmable cells, um, 2017. We scroll down here, uh, flexible graphene probes record brain activity in high resolution. Researchers associated with the graphene flagship project of the European Union have developed flexible devices based on graphene field effect transistors for recording brain activity in high resolution. The research work published in 2D materials shows that arrays of 16 graphene based transistors, each with an active area less than the cross section of a human hair, arranged on a flexible substrate and placed on the surface of the brain, permit recording of neural activity by detecting electric fields generated when neurons fire. The researchers suggest that this technology could lay the foundation for future generations of in vivo implants with therapeutic brain assimilation and technologies and interface for sensory and motor devices. Okay, so, uh, oh, um, yeah, the prospect of visionary technologies like Musk's neural lace. Well, like I say, that is um, a graphene, and he's just told us, <coughs> excuse me, 
he's told us perhaps by accident here, but it's very clear what he means when it's going through the arteries and veins. It's obviously vaccinations. Obviously, that's and it's and that's what we know it's doing. It's targeting the brain. We know this. Uh, the magnetic effect is targeting the brain. This is this is Elon Musk now. So we've got so he really is. He really is, you know, that. He's a big player in, in, in all this. So we've got graphene oxide 666. Graphene oxide is one of the key components used in Elon Musk's neural lace Neuralink project, which aims to connect the human brain to AI. And some someone's uh, the truth revolution, I'm glad to say. Of mirrored my latest video, which is brilliant. Yeah, but um, sorry, I just uh, I didn't notice my video was on this page until. I've... But yeah, I mean this is uh, this is the link. So thank you guys, thank you. Everyone's building on this. This is brilliant. Everyone is building on this, um, and doing a really good job of it. So we've now got a link between between uh, Elon Musk Neurolace. As you'll see, I think it's unfolding now. Yeah, I think uh, he's doing it now. Satan's latest weapon in the battle for your mind with his front man, Elon Musk, deceiving the world. Yeah, he even makes fire come down from the sky in the sight of men and deceives those that dwell on earth as a result of those miracles. Yeah, Elon Musk. Rapid market to win a significant God. It's big money in the graphene market. Can Neuralink make humans immortal? Good God. So they're doing it, bro. They're doing it to make us immortal. Yeah? Boris will declare in in a few months' time, he'll declare, look, I've made you all immortal. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, nothing's going to go wrong. Yeah, you're not going to die of CJD instead. Um, well, it's all about this brain machine interface. They're obsessed with it, all of them. Yeah, and it's done by graphene. We know that now. And we know graphene are in all. And we've just seen there the smoking gun that it's going to be injected. This is two, look at the date, 2016. Yeah, and he's telling us, look at him, 322, complete puppet for the 322 and he's telling us that it's going to be done through vaccines and it's graphene amazing busted by uh, surgical insertion not necessarily you could go through the veins and arteries i am a uk medical doctor my hypothesis is that the experimental mrna covid19 injections contain a magnetized nanoparticle attached to the mrna which crosses the blood-brain barrier and is then attracted to the brain, particularly midline structures. I further hypothesize that two things aid this passage of the magnetized mRNA to the brain. Local temperature effects from EMF radiation and from an artificial network, such as from hydrogel. is a neural lace, right? your limbic system, um, your cortex, and then um, a digital layer sort of a third layer above the cortex. The limitation is input output. So 
uh, we, we already have, uh, we, we're already a cyborg based directly with your cortical neurons, particularly. But doesn't that imply uh, surgical insertion? Not necessarily. You could go through the veins and arteries because that, that, that provides. So you understand why we say everything is connected connected back to eugenics, artificial intelligences, eugenics is connected to transhumanism, all of which are branches of a cult slash religion of science. The same science that gave you allopathic healthcare based off the hoax germ theory. It's all tied together. And think about all of these idols they give you, all of your favorites directly connected to the end times and the mark of the beast. That's why they give you idols, because it would be too obvious that they gave you one main villain as like a, a Bill Gates. And he was doing all of these things with like transhumanism and artificial intelligence and eugenics. No, everybody does a little bit of everything. That's what we begin to notice. And it all ties back to what we're going through today. Think about that. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, the Rockefeller family, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the FDA, the WHO, the NIH, the AMA, all of these are all government entities and they all work towards your destruction. They all are working towards artificial intelligence. They're all working towards transhumanism. They're all working towards the social credit system. They're already working towards the new world order. It's already here. What we've been talking about cannot be, it cannot be debunked because it's the truth. The truth cannot be debunked. It's right there in front of you. And these are the ones telling you. It's not like we're making this up for shock value. You know, we're, we're not making this up for sensationalism. If you actually follow their trails, they are showing you in plain sight. They don't hide anything. According to the ScienceTimes.com article entitled Artificial Intelligence, Elon Musk predicts AI will take over human jobs, suggests these least vulnerable occupations, written by Ron Jefferson and published on November 10th, 2021. Elon Musk is one of the leading personalities in the advancements of technology and space enterprise. In the present day, like many other tech names such as Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. The SpaceX CEO has his own way of translating what he perceives on scientific subjects, although both of his companies, SpaceX and Tesla, provide various jobs to the citizens of the United States. Elon Musk's views over the future of labor are a bit dark and disturbing. He has seen how artificial intelligence will take over human jobs in the near future. AI will make global workforce useless. Do you hear that? AI will make global workforce useless. According to Elon Musk, the jobs today will eventually become pointless in the future. The private tech owner delivered the unconventional statement during the World Artificial Intelligence Conference that was held in Shanghai. The Tesla and SpaceX CEO did not mean to scare the audience, but is probably giving a stern warning about the future of employment in AI. How do you know what somebody means to do? What do you mean he didn't mean to scare the people, of course? They're telling you in plain sight and you can't do anything about it because you continue to comply. So they can take you anywhere they want. Based on the report by CNBC, 
Elon Musk explained that the future might have a probable scenario where the only job that will remain for human employment is writing an AI software. The AI software would become developed to write its own software until there is nothing left for humans to do. Elon Musk's perspective on the correlation of artificial intelligence and human jobs is quite possible, especially that there is no way for us to, to stop the perpetual developments of modern-day technology that are pretty much built from well-established foundations. The explosion of technological improvements escalated quickly since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution, where people became more aware that a convenient and effortless workload is attainable, according to the World Economic Forum. There's a chance that 70 million, 75 million jobs of the global workforce will be replaced by 2022. So think about that. These people are telling you you're going to lose your job. And pretty much there's nothing you can do about it. And people are proud to say that they have a Tesla or they work at Tesla. When these people are literally replacing you. It's just, it's, it's mockery. I don't understand what else I, or what other way to put it. It's just extreme mockery. You know, it's just, that's the world we live in, man. Really the world we live at, live in. And I want to shine a light on another puppet real quick. We're going to listen to the audio from the conservative truth video entitled Bill Gates to create smart city in Arizona with heavy use of AI published on November 12, 2017. Okay, guys, so we already have smartphones, right? So what's next? How about smart cities? Okay, smart cities. What in the world is that? Well, Bill Gates is involved. I'm not surprised by that at all. He has purchased land in Arizona, $80 million, mind you, land in Arizona to build the first ever smart city. Ooh, smart city, guys. I mean, here we go. We're talking, we're, we're getting into some dangerous stuff right here. Okay, let me explain. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, but it's a real estate uh, uh, real estate investment uh, firm that is owned by Bill Gates recently bought a giant plot of land in Arizona for $80 million to develop the world's first ever smart city. That's right. An Arizona-based Belmont Partners, one of Gates' investment firms, purchased close to 25,000 acres of land in Tonopa, which is around 50 miles west of Phoenix, to create a smart city. And they will call the city the city of Belmont. Belmont, Arizona? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, guys. But Belmont will create a forward-thinking community with a communication and infrastructure spine that embraces cutting-edge technology designed around high-speed digital networks, data centers, new manufacturing technologies, and distribution models, autonomous vehicles, of course, got to have those in there, and autonomous logistics hubs. According to the Belmont Partners, they said this in a press release here, uh, guys, just the other day. The community, quote, will transform a raw blank slate into a purpose-built edge city built around flexible infrastructure models, according to the Belmont Properties. It'll reportedly include space for 80,000 residential units in addition to 470 acres for public schools and 3,800 acres designated for offices commercial buildings, and retail outlets. The purchase is a smart move, Arizona Technology Council's Ron Schott said in a statement. He said that the projected city's location is, is in the right place. 
near the newly opened Interstate 11 freeway, which is expected to expand its route to run uh, from the future Belmont all the way to Las Vegas. Although right now it remains unclear when Belmont is actually going to be built. No time frame yet. Could be the next five years, 10 years. We'll see. Okay. But Gates's smart city would follow in the footsteps of a similar metropolis that is currently being built in Columbus, Ohio. Although it may not have that smart moniker on it. But this is what they're doing, guys. This is the plan. Eventually, they're going to make more and more of these cities. They want to use Arizona, uh, you know, as one of the, these test cities. But can you imagine a city like that, you know, autonomous, the AI intelligence everywhere, tracking your every single move? In my mind, in my opinion, this is just all a ploy for the new world order to gain even more control over its citizens. I'm not caught up in technology. I'm not against technology. But at the same time, I realize the dangers of technology. And when you begin to take things too far, you want to start developing smart cities, making everything autonomous, really using AI as the backbone for the city that they want to create in Arizona. What's going to happen when it controls all the citizens? I don't think that's something I want to be a part of. But I and that's a great question. What What's going to happen? You know, that's why, you know, the masses die for lack of knowledge, because they don't they don't even know the history behind these cronies, these criminals that are leading them to the slaughter. And so you're just going to go along with it. And this answers the question to why a lot of people are asking why Billy Goat Gates is buying up all this farmland. You take away the natural and you replace it with smart. The ways of the most high, the creator, that's primitive. Remember, living off the land is primitive. Healing yourself from the land? No, we got allopathic drugs for you. We got vaccines. We got antibiotics. We got medications for you. Don't, no, 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 no. That No, don't do that. Plus, those are our lands. You can't live off the land. Those are our lands. You can't plant a tree here. You can't get vegetables here. You can't get your rice or your grains, your nuts or your seeds. No. It needs to be smart cities that you live within. And the masses will buy this all up. Oh, they're going to build the school. Oh, so do you mean another indoctrination camp? And a smart city where kids won't even be around nature anymore. People got to understand how deep this is. And let's take a look into how artificial intelligence is affecting the hoax pandemic. Because a lot of people may not know what I'm about to share. And if we're going to transition over to the audio segment of the Magical Hoof video entitled, Artificial Intelligence is Running Our Hospitals and Developing treatment protocols for patients published on august 22nd 2021 the program i use when coding and auditing my medical charts is named epic while listening to Stu peters and his guest dr judy wood the other night i heard dr wood mention that epic is now using ai in some of its algorithms and this naturally got me thinking and going down a proverbial rabbit hole. I'm gonna try and get through this in one shot. This information needs to get out there and I don't have the time and the frustration for editing and all that goes into that. So I'm gonna try and get through this in one shot. What I'm gonna to prove to you here today is that China is in fact running our hospitals and its patients treatment protocols via Epic's AI systems. Think about that and its implications while I dissect 
All right. Now, Epic is America's leading electronic medical record software provider. Epic is used by top medical centers like Mayo Clinic, Baylor, and John Hopkins. Epic CEO is Judy Faulkner. This lady here. Her business partner is Philip Terry Reagan. This gentleman here. Reagan founded InterSystems, a software company that analyzes hospital and bank data. Reagan also founded the Reagan Institute in 2009 to pursue an HIV vaccine. Both Faulkner and Reagan are members of the Giving Pledge, a philanthropic organization. Bill and Melinda Gates are also members, as well as many other board members of Biotech, software and financial institutions and corporations. Faulkner's other key connection is a Chinese billionaire named Guing Ying Ying. This gentleman here, Guing Ying Ying, who is CEO of Yida Tech. is a Chinese-based healthcare information provider for pharmaceutical and biotechnical and medical devices. Ying Ying is also a member of the World Economic Forum. Epic is now developing AI technology to mitigate clinical burnout. It launched the Deterioration Index in 2020. This index uses algorithms and machine learning to improve and to intervene in patient care in the new era of COVID-19. This AI instructs nurses, providers, and others involved in patient care what protocols and procedures to use on the patient. Epic can now instruct nurses and physicians to increase or decrease medications, medical devices, settings, ventilators, changes, and other care or directives. In summary, the largest electronic healthcare provider and records company in the U.S., Epic, is owned by a billionaire with close ties to Bill and Melinda Gates and is partners with two other major electronic health records companies with vaccine and biomed research ties and is pioneering an AI platform to direct providers and patient care in the U.S. and majors hospitals. Guys, think about this. And... I'm also hearing that some of these are actually linked and that nurses and care providers are having to 
get permission from the machine to change parameters within this that they can't change it on whim that they have to get higher ups and it's much more complicated than should be should be needed and that the protocols being set for the covid care are not being made by our hospitals or by our doctors are being made by these chinese companies with these chinese interests something very serious something i think needs to be looked into a bit and think about how sinister that is. We covered the Hippocratic Oath, right? About how these doctors are given an oath to Apollo, a deity. You know, basically uh, the, the wicked devilish system instead of the people. So that's why we know healthcare is a scam because it's based off allopathic medicine. It's based off germ theory, which is a hoax. So we already know these people don't have our best interest at hand. We already know that everything they give to us is chemicals, poisons, toxins, right? from the antibiotics to the vaccines to the medication, it's meant to destroy us. So the fact of the matter is you have a company in medical health records using artificial intelligence to be able to tell now the doctor and the nurses, even though the doctors and the nurses went to school, even though the doctors and the nurses went through, went through protocols, you know, they, in most cases, some of them have a conscience, have a heart, have compassion, have empathy. A robot cannot have that. So if there's so-called pro COVID protocols, which we know is a hoax, what, what do you think happens at these hospitals or these nursing homes? That a artificial intelligence can tell them to do not resuscitate. The, you know, the per there's nothing that, there's no way to help. Even though the nurse or the doctor may know certain other ways to go about it, what if the artificial intelligence tells them not to? What if the nurse can't override the artificial intelligence and then has to try to sign off with their doctor losing very valuable time and the doctor agrees and sides with the artificial intelligence instead of the nurse do you see where i'm going with this i guarantee this has already happened throughout the whole time we already know that the pcr test is fraudulent now let's look at this they're using artificial intelligence to diagnose treatments and you have to override it a nurse can't even override and artificial intelligence that's why i'm telling you the predictive programming and getting us used to artificial intelligence allows us to think that we're not smarter even though that thing has been programmed it could be programmed to do evil that's exactly what it's programmed to do people you got to understand this is deep this is very nefarious very evil very tyrannical very wicked very sinister You know, and mo many people don't understand the sinister angle of art artificial intelligence. I mean, they're going to show you low-level artificial intelligence, such as the quadrupedal robotic dogs. Go look it up. The humanoid robots. You know, I, I had come across a video, actually, and this is going on today in other countries. I believe it was India. They have humanoid robots. And let me read a description from the video. The robot is equipped with artificial intelligence and keeps track of the number of customers entering the store at a time and monitors them to ensure they follow social distancing and wearing a mask. Wow. And the name of the bot, the humanoid robot, is Zafira. Zafira also checks people's temperature and even dispenses sanitizer. And I saw in the video this lady with a mask on going up to a freaking human robot people and getting a hand sanitizer from it. This is a sick world we live in. That's why people accept this. They accept the Tesla bot. They accept autonomous self-driving cars. 
they accept smartphones, smart TVs, smart water, smart cities, all while the movies based on artificial intelligence always show it going really well at first and then it going into a dystopian society and all hell breaks loose. So it's like, are, are people really this naive? You want to have a brain implant from Elon Musk? Because you want a little bit more convenience and fun out of your life? Your life's not fun? You can't fight, you, you don't know yourself? See, this is, this, is, this is the problem with us. We don't know ourselves. We listen to liars, deceivers, manipulators, violent, bloodthirsty, soulless beings who run this Babylonian evil world. We listen to them instead of the Most High. AI is in no way, shape, or form beneficial to us. It's time for us to wake up and protect our family, protect our children, do what's right, and stay away from those vaccines. Stay away from any other technology. Stay away from their ways. Because they're trying to merge you with robots. They're trying to change who the Most High made you. And they're trying to make you at an equal playing field with other robots so that you are even more inferior once you accept their transhumanistic, transhumanistic path. And I wish you all the best. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.